It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's just address the elephant in the room, all right? Mm-hmm. I've missed three weeks of this show. In every goddamn episode, I've had to eat Nick Scarpino shit, all right? So let's just get it all back on the same page, everybody. About time. Nick sucks, Andy. You know? Like, what, <laughs> what demonstrable value does this man bring to the company or the show? Have you seen these thumbnails? They whitened his teeth. That was an episode, all right? <laughs> I'm it sorry a- I left you so long with this guy, Andy. It was a tragedy, Greg. We did what we could, but holy cow. It was just like, it, it was talking to a wall the whole time. Then he just went after you. Nick hates Andy's underscore. You know, this this thumbnail, just white with black text on it. This looks like G- Gen Terrible. 1 game over, Greg. You know, and I yeah. was making the thumbnail. It's it's weird that it's the impact fun. Maybe the person who made the thumbnail kept that in mind while going for the Gen <laughs> 1, the, you know, sort of uh, vibe there. I love that. I love that. Greg, what do you think Nick hates? Nick shoes, hates I Andy's saw. I saw. Oh, you know, shoes. Okay. shoes. Yeah, yeah. Again, I watch these. Mm. There's always a debate in the episodes. Do I watch or listen to these, Joey? I watch and listen to them. Yeah, I feel like I said that. No. Yeah. You were, you were one of the people fine. Don't try to change it now. No. All right. No. You got two skeletons coming your way, and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> That's what you need to know. Right? Yeah. And I forgot to take down the tier because I forgot that it existed. I deleted the tier. I deleted the tier, didn't I? I deleted it. Today? No, no, no. Well, like after we did it, as soon as I, as soon as we did the we'll buy a skeleton and let you name it and scare Joey with it, we did the two and then I, I turned off the tier. Oh, okay. I think Greg, can you explain what this is for people who may not understand what it is? Sure. As everybody knows, Joey's a big old scaredy cat. And so uh-huh. on one of the streams we were doing, it was totally normal. We were playing the video game and just having a good time. And at some point it escalated to let's buy skeletons for the office and we will use them to scare Joey. And then it was a whole debate over, well, you know, times are tough, recession. Do we want to spend money on skeletons? And I said, how about this? You people watching right now, I'll put up a Patreon tier. I think it was $350, $400. we needed to make a cut we decided i for 500 we'll buy these uh incredibly accurate medical skeletons off of amazon and then you get to name it and two people took us up on the offer so now we have to buy two skeletons andy bring them to the office and then they're named yes at the end of that uh little back and forth between you and joey it seemed like that could be a future uh, discussion that happens when y'all are arguing. Like I can hear a fight and you just going, you got two more skeletons on the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's two more, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Greg, Greg, did you send her the picture of her future oh. motorcycle? I did. Yeah. I did that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. when, <laughs> when we were in uh, Nashville, we saw this motorcycle that has a skeleton built into it. So it just what? rides with you. Can you imagine Joe just cruising down the streets? You have a little throne, Joe. I love it. What's Is that like be- supposed to be like the back of the seat that you like lean yeah. against? Okay. Yeah. 
But what's interesting about it, if you want to show it again, or if Kevin, you want to go to my media on t- uh, Twitter, Twitter, because I put it up there. Sorry, Kevin, I know I gave you a million links today. I did not give you this one. But if you go to my Twitter and you click on my media, eventually you'll find a skeleton for July. That's not that far down, actually, July 31st there. What it, when, if you want to enhance it, Kevin, when you get up, the ingenious thing about this, if you want to be a bad person, which I would not recommend, and I'm being very serious here, okay? Don't be a bad person. But this guy put a beer can permanently into the hand of the skeleton which I feel really is a lot of subterfuge in terms of, hey, officer, have was I been word? drinking or is it just a skeleton? Because <laughs> once Nashville gets used to, hey, this guy has a skeleton and it's got a beer can in there, are they ever going to believe uh, reports of a guy like, hey, a motorcyclist just went by and I think he was drinking while he was driving. Like, oh, no, that's Ben. He's got he's got the old skeleton. It was, the bony, it was my bony friend. Yeah. yeah, it's his bony friend. I'm a bony friend officer. He's living the high life back there, not me. So I'm just putting that out there. Again, I'm not saying I do not drink and drive. This is not even a joke. Don't drink and drive. That's a really stupid thing to do. But I do think it's a, it's a, it's like, let me put it into words Tim would understand, right? Please. This is like Top Gun Maverick when you fire off the shaft grenade, shaft grenade, whatever. I don't know. The one with all the red fireworks that then stop the heat seeking missiles, right? Like, this is a great way to get around that if you need to. It's jamming mm-hmm. the radar, so to speak. Hmm. Well, and the best thing is that Different a thing. beer can is also the same size as a Diet Coke can. So I could just have one locked and loaded and ready. A little more legal. Yeah, yeah it's definitely more legal. Yeah, and I didn't even think about that, Joe. I never thought about using the skeleton to actually hold the drink that you of your choice. Hmm. Well, that's I, the I, thing. Yeah, in Joey's version of this motorcycle, the skeleton can wrap its arms around her with the, the Diet <laughs> oh, Coke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin, put it back up, because when you're using this skeleton here as your backstopper, you're making a commitment, not so much for yourself, but for any passenger you would put on there. Like, I feel like once you do this, you're like, I am never going to have somebody riding behind me. I guess that's not shotgun on a motorcycle. I think it's technically behind the passenger. That's what I'm saying. Like, so as, as if, if I'm a solo, I think this is built for a solo rider because a solo rider obviously can never lean far enough back to touch the skeleton. But then it's also saying, hey. You're never going to have somebody back. You're, you're not going to have the old ball and chain back there, right? Whatever that is to you. You're never going to have that, that You don't person. think you could fit them in between you and the skeleton? Sure, but how uncomfortable yeah. for that person when they even lean back a little bit or touch that thing? You know what I mean? I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that whoever owns this will never, will always be solo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you're you're saying it's probably for a solo rider. Like, yeah, I, I don't doubt that at all. I'm pretty sure they've never had anyone in their life. <laughs> they've thought this through. <laughs> I mean, what if you say that, but what if it's actually a touching memorial to Butch? You know what I mean? Who's their friend? Butch and Ted used to go riding every day. This is real skeleton. This is like, and this is what, this was Butch's final moment on the motorcycle. He was like, yeah, then they hit a bump, Butch gone. You know what I mean? Like, I will always memorialize you by having a golden skeleton with a high life can in his hand. And the doctors are in the, you know, the, the morgue or whatever, and it's just like, now, he doesn't want to be cremated or buried. He wants his bones. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird one. <laughs> it's like taxidermy, right? Because that you need, like, skin or fur, right? Yeah. Yes, Joe, you're right. Kevin, can you legally get, like... Kevin, you I knew saying- we were going to get here too quickly. <laughs> how fast can kind of funny get from talking about motorcycles to talking about how can we taxidermy a human being? Well, not even just Kevin. Could you get somebody's bones? Is that legal? I I think well, like if you lose like a leg, yeah. you're getting your leg amputated. I think that you can ask for them and have them processed because there's someone on TikTok who has done that and they show off their foot all the time. Okay. 
but like, like if you and me but that was if, lost uh yeah yeah andy Huh. But if you and me were riding on a motorcycle all the time and I was like, you know what, I'm going to bequeath you my bones if something goes wrong, could that happen? I, I think it'd be very complicated, but I think mm. if, if I was like, I, my only goal is to keep his bones <laughs> to scare Joey with, which is I, what oh. I know that he would want, because I yeah. know Greg very well. I yeah, very oh, clear I would I say first name. off. Never say the word bequeath again. Especially <laughs> <laughs> when it's all about bones. Yeah, you can keep your bones. <laughs> I mean, bones are the gift that keep on giving. Maybe you can taxidermy. It looks like you can taxidermy bones. Well, there you go. No, I, mean, I don't. It's got, sorry, it has a different name. I can't say it. Yeah, there's, just there's, a, there's there's a name for it. It doesn't what? make sense because oh, bones you can't like pronounce it. Yeah, maceration looks like what it is. I see. I thought you couldn't say it like it was like illegal to say the word or something. You know what I mean? Like this is a black market word we just no, ran into. No, it's just a word I've never seen before. That's understand. I know that happens to me all the time on podcasts. You see it all the time. Immediately getting blacklisted on YouTube. Exactly right. That's the one that just <laughs> whoosh, they get you. Um, I have a question for y'all. Mm-hmm. Not not oh, regarding okay. bones. Okay, sure. We're changing topic. Unless y'all want to keep talking bones. No, well, I'm good. I feel like yeah, I got it all out of my system. All right, this is one of those like help Andy be an adult kind of situations. Mm. Um, I don't know how to f- how to fly with a suit. Sure, mm. sure. I'm going to a wedding in a couple in a month or two or some shit, and I don't know what the process is there. Do sure. I wear it on the plane? Am I? You have a couple options. Am I yeah. shipping it to the place? You have a couple options. Shipping is an option. I wouldn't suggest, but it is an option. It is on the table, right? Okay. So here's the first and foremost question, Andy. How many, what's the buffer you got between landing and the wedding? Uh, less than 24 hours. Ah, oh, that fucking sucks. Because, you know, the topic's going to be how I'm hosting a WWE show and I went to SummerSlam to promote it and do all this cool shit for it, right? I had a similar thing of, man, got to grab my suit, going to be wearing my suit while I'm talking to Booker T and Jerry the King Lala, right? And I was like, where's my suit? I can't find it. Turns out after Dice, I said, fuck the suit and put it into a bag and never moved it again. And I was like, oof, big time wrinkles here. Big time wrinkle city. Mm. And I didn't know this till the evening before I was flying out. So what I did, of course, is packed it just in my bag as normal, folded it all up. Andy put it in there. It was the bag shut, you know, got on the plane, played Steam Deck the whole way, had a great time. And then got to the hotel. And I knew that there was two things in front of me. Number one, iron it. You know what I mean? Which you can't, it's not a cotton suit. So it's not like I'm going to get everything done, but I can do that and make it look decent. Not great though. Or find a dry cleaner and it was the bonus of getting there you get to your room you open you open up the closet there's the ironing board there's the laundry bag and the little pink yellow and white piece of paper and sure as shit andy i was able to go there and say one suit two shirts one handkerchief i put it in the bag walked downstairs gave it to them they took it away in the morning and then that very night it came back pressed looking fucking perfect picture the white shirt i had i almost wasn't gonna wear because i was like ah it's got makeup on the collar it'll never get out they fucking crushed it this shirt was white as hell again and now greg that that's a great option but it's also it can be a more expensive option or a more tedious thing i find that sometimes when i go to events and i'm like oh my my suit's wrinkly i'll just hang it and then just turn the Steam. hot water and the, yeah, the hot water on blast yeah. in the shower Maybe I'll take a, like a little quick shower and then I just leave it on. Is no, it is it good for the move. environment? No, you know what I mean. But 
what do I got to do? Send the listen, that seems look at the top 10 offenders of things wrong with the world. They're looking at the corporations. All right. They're not looking at you. They're not looking at you steaming your suit. That's not on you. All right. Taylor Swift and her airplane emission. God damn it. I can go read you the, <laughs> the publisher's statement that it wasn't all her, Joey. All right. She lent it out. And God, has been my favorite imagine? TikTok thing. Where everyone's can you like, fucking Take imagine Taylor right. Swift flying fucking a regular plane? The, one of the, the most popular. She has to get into a goddamn bag to get in and out of her house. You, oh, but her first class. No one, everyone will leave her alone. Every that plane, that airport grinds to a halt. Uh, I'm, already not, millionaire I'm, not here, I'm not here to defend this. Instead, what I'm here to do is help Andy. Andy, 24 hours is obviously not enough time. So what you need to do is get it uh, cleaned and pressed here in San Francisco, the greatest city in the world. Then get a garment bag and put it in that and carry it on that way. And then usually what will happen is uh, they'll see you. And you can ask the flight attendants when you get there. And even though you're not in first class, they can hang it in first class because nobody ever really hangs garment bags anymore. And they'll put it there. Or, worst case, they can lay it on top of the other carry-ons in the overhead compartment. How many how many pieces of luggage do you have? Because I guess that also complicates Andy's it. got his carry-on with his uh, nerdy stuff and then a roller bag. That's it. That's got it. Okay. Not checking bags. No. Maybe. Because that would be a third one if you have a garment bag. Yeah, I guess right? that does. I, I, yeah, I, for the record, with the garment bag business, I've never done it. So <laughs> I don't know too much about it. What, what I do, Andy, is you sneak it. You put it, you, you act as if the garment Oof. bag is part of your bag. Your, your backpack bag and then when you get on there pretend you're taking it out of that bag and then you ask them to hang it and then you're good because if they see it as two separate things they're gonna get like throw a little hissy fit but if you literally just like try to combine your backpack and your suit bag you're gonna be fine like even if you just walk in with your backpack open with the suit kind of coming out of it they don't give a shit i know this from experience okay and you're folding it you're rolling it you got to do it careful. Again, you do this is a last minute thing while you're getting in line to walk through like it's because it's only what a 10 second walk if you plan this correctly of like getting past the gate person because that's the only person that matters. Once you're like on the plane, they don't give a shit. The flight attendants, they don't they don't really care. You know, it's the person checking you in because they're the ones that can catch you and get you to ask for your credit cards, you know, try to get that money. Mm. But once you're on the plane, they're just like there's so much chaos going on. And you just walk over, ask them and then like Greg said, they're hanging in first first class. And then, yeah, you could be an adult like Greg and do all the the actual pressing and ironing and stuff. Or yeah, Greg? I'm with Kev. I'm with Kev. Just the shower the shower method gets you to ninety plus percent there. That was going to be my my whole thing. Yeah, the shower method is. You can, I mean, you thing. can get it again. Get it dry cleaned here in the greatest city in the world, San Francisco. What if I take and my then, hair straightener? I don't recommend that. Absolutely done that with dresses in a pinch and it's been fine Sweet. fold it nicely so you just have a few very specific creases and then yeah iron those out or do the old uh kevin in the shower trick kind of funny podcast each and every week four Sometimes five best friends gather on this table, each coming to bullshit with each other about whatever it is they want to bullshit about. If you want to bullshit with us, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can write in with your questions, comments, concerns, your own topics. You can get the show ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every week, and you can just support us having fun. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. There's multiple free ways to support kind of funny. Number one, we bet you like video games. So if you're playing anything over on the Epic Game Store, if you're buying Fortnite V Bucks, on your playstation or you're doing something with rocket league on your switch you can enter the creator code kind of funny on the epic game store get us a few quick bucks out of that without having your to cost yourself anything it's great everybody has a good time 
As far as the show goes, of course, you can get every episode of the Kind of Funny podcast on youtube.com slash kindoffunny, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week. You, of course, don't get it ad-free. You don't get the post-show. You don't get all the other benefits like Kevin August's Patreon Platinum item. It's designed and concepted by Phil J. Woodward. That's right, Phil J. Woodward. And what it is, of course, is a collection of my voice memos to Andy. Greg's voice memos to Andy have been adapted into a 20-page booklet designed and concepted by Phil J. Woodward. Head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get yours now at the platinum tier. It is a 20-plus page booklet filled with uh, the first year of Twitter voice messages adapted into a story with hand-drawn art. Very nice, Andy. Perfect this is, to of course, what we were building the whole time, you and me. <laughs> yeah. This was the whole, this was the goal the entire time with these. It's, it's perfect visual evidence for the jury, honestly. Of what that you consented? Look at look at how happy you are in that photo there, me hugging you. This is a doctored illustration. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a beard when no. this photo was taken. Also, look at how happy you look. Yeah, let's zoom in. Let's look at how happy he looks <laughs> in Greg's bosom. It absolutely does not look like you're being held hostage in any scenario. This is a fantastic one. I'm very excited to get my hands on it. I had not heard this was happening. So when Philip hit me up and was like, hey, I, I was wondering if you could record record a voice memo just for me, but to the Patreon kids so that I could draw it. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, no, no, we're doing this booklet. And they're like, oh, okay, sure. Give me a second. And then it It's my favorite weeks. thing for Patreon things when I'll like, I'll go through my list, try and figure out what kind of things I want to do for the upcoming months. And I hit somebody up and they're like, yeah, we can absolutely do that. But I also have this weird idea. And I'm like, yes, we are absolutely going with that. And I've gotten uh, like different versions of it throughout the last like few weeks. And you guys are in for a treat. The back page memo that Greg just talked about, I was like, man, Philip's gotten really good at writing in Greg's voice. But that makes more sense now. That it's and I, you know, it's the same thing as always. I know all the big wigs out there follow us and they know what's up and they're paying attention. If you work at Twitter, I know you guys take it on the chin a lot of times, right? Oh man, there's a bunch of fucking Nazis on this side. Oh man. You yeah. know, I'd love to be able to fucking edit a tweet and you guys just sit there twiddling your fucking thumbs, not doing a goddamn thing. But the one thing I'm going to request, because clearly none of the other stuff's going to get solved is you got this great feature, the voice memo. And ooh, doggy, do I love using it to talk to my friend Andy, all right? But what I can't stand is that I can't respond to a tweet with a voice memo. Tim, mm -hmm. you've described me often as the hardest working, fastest man at Kind of Funny. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you right now, I would, I would basically check out. I would just check out, ladies and gentlemen, on ever typing a tweet again. They would just be voice memos to you, the fans. You know what I mean? When you guys write in, you're like, hey, I really liked your opinion, or hey, you're a stupid idiot. I'd just respond back with a voice memo. Instead, I start typing Shut with the one fuck hand. Up. <laughs> Listen to me, Poindexter, I'm going to come beat you to death. <laughs> You'd be running so much... Greg getting banned from Twitter with that feature. It would be so much better just to do that, just to send the voice memo. Because, like, here's the other thing, Tim, we're getting off on a tangent. I know we're going to talk about Nashville and WWE and all these things. I'll tell you what I've been thinking about recently, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, the love of my life, Jean-Vierre Saint-Ange gave me a son, and I love him. But this kid's big. He's just, oh, my Lord, is he big? And he's getting bigger somehow. Every, you know what I mean? And so I'm carrying him around getting these bicep workouts, but I'm back to only being able to use one hand to text. 
You know what I mean? We had the, I got the big boy iPhone, as you know, Tim. And I used to be, bah, bah, bah. if I'm in a good mood, bah, 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 like, like that. Nick's small phone. No. I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about downsizing. Horizontal? Well, yeah, it's when like- I was like, when I really wanted to write something, Joe, like when I was really getting into it with some idiot kid. <laughs> yeah, listen here, Poindexter. No, I was like, <laughs> But now that it's, I'm, I can't reach over. I'm making more typos. I'm getting ready to, I think, on this next round, I'm going to go smaller phone, Tim. And I don't like wow. that. I'm not excited about that. Yeah, I'm worried about that for you for a couple of reasons. The main one, Greg, I spent a lot of time with you this weekend, a lot of time in person, which is a, a rare thing these days. Yeah. And I have not seen your, your phone in real life in a long time. Seeing it as much as I have this weekend, it surprised me that Greg Miller has his font at like 700 times. Like, I don't know how you can read a single word on this thing because you have a 6.7 inch phone or whatever the fuck it is. And if you turn it sideways, you could fit one word with the font <laughs> size that you have. Greg. I'm like every one of those, every, every TikTok, and I don't know, maybe, you know, the algorithm chooses what he, every TikTok where they're like in a basketball game and it's some like 75 year old man in front who's just like, God, da, 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 they can read everything he's saying. <laughs> That's me. It, w- right. it makes perfect sense with the moments that we've had Greg doing, like the the old man, like <laughs> bring the glass. <laughs> and now I'm wondering, like, did he even see the miles per hours accurately when he ran on the street? I, mean, I was moving so fast that you know I couldn't see ah. necessarily. Right? Hold on one second. All right, because you guys are all here having a great time at my expense. Right? I'm gonna text look at you, that. Greg. Look at that. Right? Okay, but look at that right there. All right. What's the first album I have pulled up? Say. Jesus. My dumb eye. Remember, my eye keeps exploding. All right. So when my eye fucking decided to just keep going pop, pop, pop for no reason, oh, you know what I said is I said, I said, you know what? I'm I'm increasing the font size and nobody can stop me. That's God, what I said. Stop. All right. I hate that. And you might say, oh, that's cool. It happened once and you freaked out. No, remember, these are over months. These are spread out over months, ladies and gentlemen. My eye just going pop, pop, pop. What uh, happened? Nobody knows, you know? I don't like that. And let me tell you, Tim, when that it happens. That first one is like terrifying. Tim, when it happens, I can Ooh. feel it. I can feel it. What pop. do you no. feel? He's holding out. The blood vessels. Oh my gosh, shit, it just happened. I didn't know you could look any more like a psychopath. <laughs> <And> like... <laughs> Greg, I'm going to I'm gonna text you, and yeah. I want to see how your notifications pop up on your phone, all right? Okay. Oh, well, that was, that didn't, hold on. Okay. Chat be cool. Chat be cool. Chat be cool. I mean, I don't even think it showed that well. <laughs> I don't think it did. I mean, it's also yeah, no. just like, guess what? It looks like a fucking baby right now. Nah, yeah, you got to send me something else. Greg, can I text him? Yeah. I'm going to text Greg. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Now there we it. go. Oh. It's taking oh, a while. It looks normal. It looks normal. That I, doesn't okay. look too bad. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, looks- I did not doctor it for this thing or anything. Yeah. That, that's weird. <laughs> I think, I think I swear the- to God. Hold on, real quick. I love these responses to this thing. We'll check it later. But uh, Madeline Stanley, yeah, we didn't really see anything. <laughs> Sean LaRocca, we know Ben is white. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. But it was that fast. It took a while to focus. All right, whatever. What are we talking about? Oh, We're I think it's here. only you have to go into the messages to like see how big and bad. I mean, I don't think. Are. I mean, you tell. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. These are we'll all. Have Tim pull he's, his he's up here. No, this is my message thread with Tim. Just and that's all random stuff. Oh, that looks normal. That looks normal. I I don't know. I feel I, like here's what I will say: as I've seen Tim's phone, and he keeps his very small. And I mean, it might just be default. default. It, it is just default. Just, so I'm definitely larger than default. Yeah, but I'm, I don't think I'm like I'm not boomer size as somebody over there said. And Madeline Stanley saying Tim lied. And what happens when Tim lies, Andy? People die. That's right, Andy. Good job. Good job, Andy. <laughs> 
Fucking Andy about to <laughs> slam a jamma alley oop and Tim just comes in and knocks it down. <laughs> says, no, I'll take this one. Don't worry about it. Uh, I love Joe, this. Greg's been gone podcast. for three weeks on this thing. He comes back and it's just like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> you it, know what dude. I mean? I mean? This is what Nick's always talking about, the jackals that are out. Every one of you, even Joey. She acts like she's innocent. She's not. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers. Oh, my screen's freaking out. Uh, Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, uh, David Huzenga, uh, Nathan Lamoff, Delaney Twinning, Nat Vu, and Gordon McGuire. Today we're brought to you by me, Undies, and Chime. But first, let's talk about... I have a WWE show. I've been gone so long, we haven't even talked about that. Can you believe That's that I host wild. a show called This Is Awesome on WWE Network, a.k.a. Peacock? It's out, Episode one's out right now. Friday, you'll get a brand new spanking episode. And then we're off for a couple weeks till the next one comes. And we're kind of doing this like swing shift thing. But there's multiple episodes coming. Andy, I'll take all your compliments right now. Um, I'll get to it. I haven't... I ha- You know, this weekend was kind of kind of buck wild for me. But it's on the schedule. Joey, what did you uh, think do we want to watch awesome. the trailer or yeah, hold on well, joey what did you think episode one? Oh, you know i god crazy damn it. yeah turn on the trailer too. kevin you can play some of the trailer <laughs> i forgot i had peacock you know that oh, feeling we all get when wwe is totally awesome Ooh, yeah. you know like playing with your hulk hogan wrestling buddies hey fellas what's going on nothing dad you're breaking out your N64 for a little no mercy. Cheering on your favorite champion. We're booing the bad guys. Look at the reception they're giving the million dollar ring. Give me a break. Do you remember that feeling when you were shot? No, come on! What the hell did he do that for? In the moments that tie together generations of fandom. Once I was there. Time. The moments that excite me. If you're not excited right now, yeah. you better check your pulse. Amazing. And I was trying to think of it, you can't WWE see me. Universe okay. to their feet in unison. You brought it up, it's a good bet. To chant, this is... Is in Fortnite now? Yeah. You know, Woods is in Fall Guys now. Lots of things happening. If you're going to buy the John you're Cena skin, use the kind of funny uh, creator code, you know what I mean? And then for some reason, Fall Guys doesn't support creator codes yet, but they will eventually when they do, do use us. But uh, mm. Anyways, that's the show I have. Now in WWE, that's pretty cool. Real Tim, show. You were in Nashville with me. Did you watch it? I no, I didn't watch. It. I oh, wanted to. Try, I tried. I tried. Great. I was literally with you, man. The whole Tim, time. What was your excuse, bro? Tim, you Tim, have what? all these long flights. Like, what? Yeah, what are you doing no, on these try, flights? I, look, I tried downloading it. Peacock, I have a bone to pick with you, my friend. Oh yeah, it's not but, great. But yeah, no, can't wait. Yeah, why to can't watch you it. download stuff on P, uh, for WWE? On P? Why is that? God, ah, Greg, good questions. You should go I, ask your new bosses. I was going to SummerSlam. I should. I, you should. Uh, you know what? Actually, that's a great point. We'll tweet the bosses right now. I was going to SummerSlam, <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're, they're like, you're going to be on the bump. I'm like, all right, great. I'm going to bone up on the bump. And so I, you know, I would like go there, and I'm like, what? And I see the bump, and I'm like, let's download it. You can't download it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's complicated. So here's the thing. We talk about wrestling a lot here at Kind of Funny. And it usually ebbs and flows in terms of, like, the seasons. And usually it's the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, the road to WrestleMania is Majors. what they call it. That's kind of when we we really kind of uh, up, our, up our talk about it because that's when we're consistently consuming the content, at least some of us in some way, shape, or form, right? Uh, but it was interesting for this whole thing because we have – Greg's new show. This is awesome. It's an official WWE product that he's hosting on Peacock, which all of that is so freaking cool. But they wanted to coincide that with SummerSlam, which is one of the big pay-per-views, uh, premium live events, as they call them now, um, over at WWE. Every month has a, a premium live event, but there's four or five big ones that they put more attention to, SummerSlam being one of them. And they invited Greg out to go to SummerSlam to promote the new show. So the p- purpose of him being at SummerSlam was to promote This Is Awesome as an official WWE product, which is awesome. <laughs> then uh, the show The Bump is their kind of like uh, pre-show hype show interview thing to like get people ready for like what's going on and all that. So Greg got to go do that to promote his show there. And I just I know we're jumping all right here, Greg, but I just want to say it. At the I love top. it. I have known Greg Miller a very long time. I've worked with him professionally a very long time. I have seen him go off on people, do interviews, be hilarious, be serious. I've seen him do it all. I have never once in my life seen him on the level he performed on this bump interview show. He had 10 minutes and he made it seem like he used three hours and he used them perfectly. He said every single thing he had to, he started beef with at least 10 different people. <laughs> and not, not just like starting beef, like starting layered beef that actually there was breadcrumbs and that all made sense. He was talking shit about his friends. He was talking shit about people he's never met before, but he did it all with sincerity. He did all with professionalism, no stuttering over his words, no mumbling, no any of that. Not the shit you normally get on kind of programming. No, not at all. (laughs) You just nailed it. And I was like, I am, you were born for this, Greg. I was so impressed with you. Everyone in the room was impressed with you. And these were the same people that, professionally interview wrestlers like i it was absolutely insane everyone needs to go check this out you can just youtube the bump greg miller and you'll find it i have a clip for you kevin if you want to click on the one that says uh greg calls out paul on wwe's bump that's what we're talking about right there this is one of the major segments from it where yeah i went after paul Heyman. well i mean he came after me technically first but then you know i went after what the miz i was going after him i think i went after little paul a little bit yes this looks right that's, oh, yeah, this is it. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you the question. No, it's okay. Sorry. Uh, do you want me to play it now? Yes, please. Uh, with Thank all you. of this in mind, Greg, uh, do you see this as a slight um, from Paul, or is it almost a badge of honor that Paul Heyman called you out as he's done to so many over his illustrious career? For me, it's a fork in the road. <laughs> so you have to ask, is this Paul Heyman, the man who I've idolized for so long, is he showing me tough love right now, or... Is he seeing me on my rise in the WWE? He's seeing me get my shot. He's seeing me wear a suit better than he ever could. And is he now threatened? Is he now worried? Is he now trying to stop Greg Miller from becoming the true manager of the WWE? We'll have to find out, you know, because right now he can make it up to me. I can text him. He could come in and apologize. Please, that'd be great. (laughs) Because I know he's in the building and he still hasn't come to congratulate me or apologize. He may have a little bit going on today. Don't take it as a slight. Okay. Okay. Greg Miller has called out The Miz and Paul Heyman in the first 10 minutes of our show. That's what we love from a bump (laughs) guest. I'm I'm with. Uh, With all of this in mind, Greg.
And there was a lot of that. Go watch the bump. It was great. It was fun to get in there. And obviously, I was ch- champing at the bit at that point to get going and get in there and get ready to go. Uh, two things already from the Trogs in the chat. Of course, you can watch live on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny as we do this. Maybe see my son's face if I fuck things up. Uh, first off, Madeline Stanley says, did Greg watch the first episode of This Is Awesome? And listen, Madeline, I'm not taking any further questions. No, this is <laughs> I lived it. I lived it, Madeline. I watched it when they had a cut without me. And then I watched as much as I could during a packed SummerSlam weekend, and I'm sorry, I can't download the content on Peacock to watch on the goddamn plane. Speaking of, here's the tweet right now. Hey, at Peacock TV, now that I'm the lead draw on the platform, I'd like to request the ability to download all WWE content for offline viewing. Thank you. Perfect. Oh, okay. Get, I nailed it, Tim. Just WWE nailed it. content. I don't get. I mean, I'll, I'll take I'll take the Bravo content too. That'd be really helpful. So wait, is it only Yellow so? It's very select shows too? you can download to watch later. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I I like fucked up because uh, I there's a lot of streaming platforms out there, right? Sure, sure. And to me, I know. Okay, Greg has this show, but I'm gonna have to sign up for whatever it's on. Oh, it's on Peacock. Okay, I gotta sign up for it. Little did I know, I had Peacock the whole time. I just didn't realize it mm. uh, because I'd I'd had the Office for a while that I never canceled. Oh, you know what? I had gotten it during the Summer Olympics because I wanted to watch <laughs> basketball, and then I never canceled it uh, in true you know Andy Cortez Snowback Mike fashion. And then it got to the point where I didn't even think SummerSound would be available on Peacock. That kind of blew me away. I just assumed SummerSlam to be another one of these $45 pay-per-view things. And it's just right there, which is really badass for these big events. Oh, yeah. Premium live event. That's the change. It's not pay-per-view anymore. So WWE Network in America doesn't exist. Now it is Peacock. So if you have Peacock, you get every wrestling premium live event. That's wild. That's really wild. Pretty cool. I'm so used to, like, going to a friend's house and, you know, pitching into the $75 fee or whatever yeah. and hoping that it like gets received correctly. <laughs> the bucket in the front of right yeah. here, everything. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. So Greg, I know there's a lot of stories that we want to tell, but I yeah. kind of want to, because where we were right there with the setup of you doing that interview that just blew my mind, right? You set up all this beef that kind of started days before, even when you were tweeting at Paul Heyman and he got involved and there was like a lot of fun back and forth going over the internet with that. Uh, in this interview, you set yourself up to be the the, the next best manager in WWE. Right. I want to jump to the end of the whole story. Oh wow! And then fill in the gaps from there. What what happened after the events of this at the end of our trip, Greg? I mean, a lot of things happen here, Tim. You know what I mean? I kill it on the bump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we hang out backstage forever. We'll talk about it. We hang out with the Undertaker. No big deal. We hang out. I talked to Rey Mysterio about being a dad. Not a big deal uh we then go uh i go on to the 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 pre-show stage i go up there with uh booker t i go up to jerry the king lawler uh booker t calls me wolf blitzer i i act real mad jerry the king lawler notices great thing i make all my predictions right they get it all wrong doesn't matter then we go to SummerSlam. we have a great time we have a fantastic time uh and then in the middle of all that i guess in the hullabaloo backstage dwight howard walked by andy who's dwight howard dwight howard is a current NBA center. Uh, a lot of people are arguing, should he be a Hall of Famer? Because he's fallen off the last couple of years, but he probably should be because he was dominant uh, at the position for such a long time. Eventually went to the Lakers, and now I think he got let go of the Lakers, and I think he's back. I have no idea. Well, no, he's free agent right now. Still a free agent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big thing about it. And so Dwight Howard, and Kevin, if you want to toss up the Dwight Howard uh, link I got in there. Uh, Dwight Howard's backstage. We all see him. 
I, you know, I'm like, oh man, that's Dwight Howard. Like, yeah, you want to get a photo with him? I'm like, ah, yeah, sure, okay, I don't want. And they they run over, they get him for yeah, me, of course. Because let me tell you, they were all. I know, Joey, right? I'm six two, six three. <laughs> look at I look, I look like Nick standing next to any normal person. I like <laughs> like like I Dwight Howard could carry me like I'm his son. <laughs> I go over there, I get a photo with him, uh, and then I put up this tweet, of course, where I'm like, I'm officially announcing that uh, I'm Dwight Howard's manager in WWE. He doesn't know this. He hasn't agreed to this. It's just what I've decided in this photo will act as a contract or whatever. And so I put that out there because, of course, uh, they did this whole thing. SummerSlam, obviously, is one of the big pay-per-views Tim was talking about. There's a bunch of events surrounding SummerSlam. Some actual WWE events, some like Ric Flair's last match. Not, but just, you know, going to be there and doing a whole bunch of stuff around it. Um at the, they did one of these things this year called WWE tryouts where they had it. If you wanted to come and like, you know, try out to be a WWE superstar, you could go over there and like Paul Heyman was there and he gave a bunch of speeches for it. Uh, Triple H was there watching it. Of course, Triple H now head of creative. And uh, in the middle of it, Dwight Howard came out and like cut a promo and everybody was like, this is weird. And then it was like all these interviews afterwards with the fact of like, you know, Dwight Howard is very much like, I think I still got time in the NBA. I think I still got years in the NBA. But if I don't or when my NBA career is over, I'd like to be I'd like to give WWE a shot. Like, I'd really like to do that. I'd like to try that. And so I, of course, jumped on that, putting out this tweet being like, all right, here we go. And then it's like, you know, you put it out into the ecosystem. You shoot it off, Joey. And you're like, this is done. I've done my part. I've made a funny thing here for the kind of funny best friends who follow me. This will be the last I ever hear of it. I put it on Twitter. And as anybody knows who follows me on Twitter and Instagram, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to be putting up the same content both places unless it's really good, unless I got a reason it needs to be out there. So I put this up on Twitter because I thought this was a tweet. I'm like, this is a good tweet. Is it a good Insta feed post? You know what I mean? My Instagram feeds, uh, posts are way more personal usually. You know what I mean? They're not, it's, it's, it's a joke that I, this is too much. Uh, and Joshy G says, thank you, Greg. Joshy G, I'm not like a hero, like a firefighter, but I'm glad I'm your hero and I'm out there doing these kind of things. You know, right? <laughs> and so like, cause keeping two different feeds of content, it's tough. You know what I mean? It's tough. I could half-ass it. I could, you know, stream things on Twitch and then make a TikTok out of it and then just post the TikTok to Instagram. I could do that. I could be real lazy. I could put those Inst- those TikTok Instagrams up on Twitter too. I guess that's a way to do things. You He's know what I mean? coming after me here. Not here's, my way. Here, but here's the problem. I, I fucking hate it, Greg. I try to upload them to Instagram and they show up all wide. Why? I have to, like, they only show up unwide if I do the tiktok to instagram thing but if i'd go directly to instagram they're wide i don't get it have you tapped the button though to shrink them you hit the resize button and it's yeah. like it's a 1080 by 1920 it's like that's what the fucking video is you idiot ass platform what the fuck okay anyway <laughs> so anyways i'm like this is a tweet i put it up i almost forget about it right dwight howard nobody and then you know i was like you know what i figure I, this is still pretty great content I still want to share this. This is, I'll put it up as a story. No big deal. So I put it up as a story. Tagged Dwight Howard. I text Andy thinking he will pop huge for this. He will be super excited. He doesn't give a crap that I'm at SummerSlam, but I'm Dwight Howard's here. Andy doesn't even respond. I think Andy, if I, we actually, you know what? Don't even say it, Andy. I, I have a text message spread from you that can explain everything in there. <laughs> Way, better than your words ever could. All right. Uh-oh. All right well, so, okay. People will understand. Okay. So I send, I meet Dwight Howard before this even goes on to Twitter, Instagram, any of it. Right. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to share it with my good friend, Andy Cortez. So it's Saturday, 4 2 PM. 
Dwight Howard is here. Don't tweet it. And then I send the image of uh, me and Dwight Howard. He thinks I'm faster than you at 4.04. 4.04 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on a Saturday afternoon. That's <laughs> central time, so new, uh, 2 o'clock central time. No response from my friend Andy Cortez, the only NBA fan I know. So then, 10.54, I send him in the Instagram post. And I'm like, Andy, I feel like you should be texting me back about this. 10.55, he finally responds, lol, my bad, bro. I was napped the fuck out and forgot you sent me it. Opened it up fully asleep. Didn't remember until Mike just told me, lol. (laughs) I was on the Discord with with Mike and Kevin A. Saxon. Mike was like, oh, my God, Dwight Howard's in at WrestleMania with Greg. And I was like... I think something, I think I got, <laughs> like, I kind of just had this, that's so Raven, like back in like six hours ago, I, you know, I opened up a text half asleep. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. I understand. Yeah. We've all taken that. You were we a victim of circumstance of an Andy Cortez nap. Cause I woke up like at 1230 and I walked around for like two hours. I was like, time for another nap. <laughs> so I put that out nine. I put the tweet up 951 PM. All right. I debate, I hem and haw about it. Finally, 10.35 p.m., I put it on my Instagram stories. I'm like, oh, here you go, Instagram people. I don't want to bore you with the in-feed post. I'll just do the story thing. Same text. I'm going to be Dwight Howard's manager in WWE, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Pretty lazy. Dwight Howard not only reposts the story, follows me. Follows me before I follow him. Wow. And And you might be like, oh, well, of course, Dwight Howard must, you know, he's got 3 million Instagram followers. He must follow a gajillion people. Follow 728 people, including Greg Miller. Huge. All right, ladies and gentlemen. 1,000 is the, that's the sweet spot. That means it's a real follow. It is a real follow, right? And so I DM him and I'm like, let's go. Let's take over the world. Let's do this. Let me be your manager. Let's be all about it. Let's go. You know what I mean? And he showed interest. And then I sent him another thing and he has not said anything to it. So we'll see. (laughs) So we'll see. You know, are we a little too hard? Am I constantly refreshing the Instagram inbox, Andy? Yes, I am. All right. I feel like this is what it's got to be like for you, Andy, still in the dating world, where you send these things out and then it's just checking your texts over and over again. Because what no, I can see, it's of course, usually like a it's usually like a swipe right. And then if if it's accepted, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do anything. what i can see of course is that you're the dwight howard where you're like it says sent yesterday it does not say seen yeah so it is an unread message or right now or he sees it there he just hasn't opened it he saw the second message come through and was like ah that's fucking guy you know why would he still follow me though why would he follow you know what i mean We've all been there where you follow someone and then you're like, mm, I regret that. But yeah, it's I understand that we've been there. We aren't Dwight Howard. I feel Dwight like Howard can... once dressed up like Superman and did a dunk. Correct, Andy? Correct. And Shaq was not happy about that. My friend Shaq was not happy about that. Yeah, you know oh, why not? Because they yeah. call Shaq. Shaq is supposed to be the Superman. And then Dwight he was in a movie the called Superman Steve. thing. Remember? You're right, Greg. We are not Dwight Howard because I can shoot. I guess you baby uh yeah no the funny thing about Dwight Howard is like uh, Dwight Howard was on the level of LeBron James until the whole league just changed until the league just until Steph Curry started doing his thing and now like mm-hmm. seven foot four people have to be able to shoot three pointers 
Yeah, it's it it changed. <laughs> the The world changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Like that's that's <laughs> that sort of thing that happened to the NBA. So people like Dwight Howard have became you know they became a bit obsolete, unfortunately. Gotcha. Well, NBA fact for y'all. Right there, I'll, when, I mean, once he signs this contract with me, I'll make sure I'm getting him to the top of WWE. And that's the best part. Is the, the commitment from him will be minimal. He will just tell me who he doesn't like, and I will go yell at that person and mm-hmm. cut promos on them and destroy them. Just like I had to do to the one and only Paul Heyman from ECW, the ECW fame, founder of ECW. Now I guess he manages Roman Reigns. It's not nearly as impressive as when he had ECW, but you know what I mean. That's what I had to do there. Kevin, you want to toss up the yeah this tweet here? Because this is where it comes from, right? I get this show. I announce, ladies and gentlemen, I have my own show on the WWE Network. Oh, this light mode. This, Jesus this is amazing. Everything's fantastic. And I'm like, I waited the appropriate amount of time. Because Paul Heyman, of course, a Greg Miller fan like everybody. He was already following Greg Miller, right? I already follow Paul Heyman. I'm a big fan of his work in the professional wrestling world. So when I tweet out, Hey, I have my own WWE show. I'm an official WWE host. This is awesome. Coming to Peacock on Friday. Everybody be excited. I expect, Andy, I'm not looking for a parade from Paul Heyman, but I'm looking for some flowers. Roses. Congratulations. Sure. Welcome to the family. You know what I mean? Do you want to sit ringside and watch the Roman Reigns Brock fight? I can pull these strings for you. I can make these things happen. Why don't you come under my wing? You can also manage Roman Reigns right now. Why don't you want to be part of the bloodline? I feel like there's a fun angle there we could have done, right? Turns out I'm Paul Heyman's long last lost son, uh, uncle. I get, or I were involved. I'm, I see I'm you've been the workshopping these storylines quite a bit. <laughs> Andy, I want you to know that I was ready at any moment for Paul Heyman, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, the hurricane. If I got in a, an elevator with him, I had uh, in 60 seconds, I had 15 pitches on why I should be thrown into the ring tonight and beat up. You understand? Like, I, I don't care what the, I, I would have had. I'm ready to go. I got ideas. I just love you in the ear. Like, look, Vince is gone. All right. Yeah, Vince is done. <laughs> all right. It's a new era. Triple H. I think they're asking for more unathletic unknowns to really be put on the grand stage of a pay-per-view and just have the shit kicked out of him. I think that's what everybody wants. I, I saw Greg make that pitch to multiple people and he did it in the way he was like, here's the pitch. And he was trying to wait to see the reaction. A couple people were like, kind of into it. And he was like, okay. And then he like jumped to the next level. Some people were not that into it. He's like, okay, cool. It was just a joke. Moving on. I love it though. Shoot the shots. Cause this hey, is the, I, young, I, we always talk about shoot your shots. Getting in that ring. We always talk about shoot your shots. We always talk about a million different things. I'm, they've given me a crack. You know what I mean? All right, cool. I have a Peacock show, whatever. They've given me a crack, and I've I've knocked that door open at SummerSlam. And I was taking every opportunity I could. I was doing interview stuff backstage you'll never see. Uh, I was me, Tim and I had official WWE photo shoots multiple times, multiple yeah. outfits. Yeah, yeah, we're like, I'm taking it. Anyways, though, to this point, before we get too far off, how'd you, how'd you transport those outfits? I told you already, remember? Exactly. Well, the, I mean, the second outfit, the first outfit was the suit I was telling you about earlier that I got pressed at the hotel. The second outfit was just a Stone Cold shirt. And then I took off the outfit. I took off the shirt. Now shirtless. So there are some professional shirtless photos coming. He Don't was walking that. around with the plastic bag. We'll get to that in a second. All right. We'll get to that in a second. All right. Let's not get off the bag here with the Paul Heyman thing. So I waited the 25 hours for Paul Heyman to do the right thing and say, hey, Greg, hey, game over, Greggy. I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? And it never came. So I did the respectable thing and tweeted, son. hey, <laughs> it's been 25 hours and I haven't gotten thanked by Paul Heyman. This business is about respect. You should be shamed, Paul. To which he then quote tweeted and said, I hope they cancel your show based on the ignorant douchebaggery you display with this self-absorbed, ill-timed tweet and the people you include in your little publicity stunt who have far bigger items on their list to address. Hashtag respect is earned around here. 
And I was like, I thought that was over the line. And that's why on the bump, I had to switch. I had to switch. I had to go from being as, you know, a fan who wanted to be maybe, you know, his long lost nephew and be in the bloodline. I think mean, this, like, Tim, think about Hold it on. already. Wait, I, mean, I, I, I missed it. I know. Joey, I, I missed the point you wanted to be bloodline. in the bloodline. I assume you're not oh, familiar yeah. with the bloodline. All right. So you got the Usos, you got Roman Reigns, right? They have all the belts and they're related, Joey. All right. They're also in the bloodline yeah. of the rock. And so they're in the wild yeah. no, and all, I, You know what I mean? So there's I've a whole seen, thing. Uh Hobbs and Shaw. I've I've gotten the rundown. Yeah. So here's the thing. How like you have already got everybody involved in that angle who's related, who can be related, right? This is like in Animal Crossing, Joey, where you have to wait for the trees to grow. They've they've, they've made other children, but now they've got to wait for them to get old enough to be in WWE. So how do you further the bloodline? Their manager, Paul Heyman, has a nephew, Greg Miller, and he's also there in a suit, and he's also holding belts up and wearing the lay. This writes itself, and let me tell you, the, the bloodline shirts sell pretty well. Now you got to make a new one with me on it, you know? And it's just like... <laughs> And it's even, such a say, disappointment they won't go after it honestly <laughs> let's just say let's just say that they're not they don't then that's not a great one the england writes itself of i'm pushing that right but they think it's stupid so i'm now tim mm-hmm. you know i'm yeah. copying i know but i'm basically spike dudley right i'm the dudley and the dudley boys don't want around so there you go. I'm always coming up. Roman Reigns always beating me up, you know, putting me over. I get my own shirt. doesn't have anything to do with them. You know what I mean? Great seller on WWShop.com. Uh, no, Nobody for, wants to make money anymore. For the people that, that do not know WWE that well or anything, and I know that there's a lot of people listening to us that know it well, some people that don't, some people that are somewhere in the middle. I just want to make it explicitly clear that what Greg is talking about getting involved in right now, the the man, Paul Heyman, that he is starting this beef with, that he's getting interaction with from Paul, it's the main event of this show, of SummerSlam. <laughs> it's not just like, oh, Greg's talking about, like, trying to, like, maybe find his way into, like, the pre-show. No. This is legitimately, it does not get bigger than this. This is the end of the, like, the seven series matches that they've had between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And that is where Greg Miller's trying to insert himself. I fucking love it. Not even just shoot your shot. Shoot for the fucking moon, man. You might land on a star, Tim. You know what I mean? That's the thing. In my mind, you did. Because that's the whole thing. Is again, I'm, I'm seeding many things here, Andy, all right? And will any of them grow? Probably not, but I'm doing it right where I'm ma- I'm mixing it up with Paul Heyman. I think there's some juice there. You know what I mean? Promote the show. Have him yell at me some more. Right. You don't want that. The show is called. This is awesome. The Miz for the longest time has been like, oh, I, he uses awesome as a word. Right. So I talk a lot of shit about the Miz when I get the chance and how he's ruined the word awesome. And I'm trying to bring back respect to it. Right. If that wasn't enough, Logan Paul's around. I take jabs at him every so often. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I keep saying I'm a YouTuber and he disrespects YouTube. He gives us a bad name. So, you know, someone else could there, you know, that that live Morgan. Right. I don't think she won the belt either way. And I can, I, everybody loves Liv Morgan. She's great. She's awesome. But I say I can cut some promos on her. I can do a whole bunch of stuff there, Andy. I'm there, Andy. They need, what do they need me to do? I'm ready to go. Like, it, nobody has their gears turning like you do. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what the, that like, Triple H is going to need help, Greg. He's going to need help is. with all these. There's a, a lot of pressure has been thrust onto him. And who's going to be the right-hand man? Who's going to be the one wielding these tails? I think it's going to be you, Greg. We saw him backstage. It's this motherfucker. He rode by us in a little golf cart, and then when we were walking in the locker room, he was there talking to somebody. I was like, wow, that's Triple H. Is he still hurt? Yeah, that's like permanent. It's not like a hurt thing as much as his heart's just, uh, his heart sucks, and so he can't wrestle anymore. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Bummer. That's really sad. It is sad. But at least they found it. 
because they were like, you know, one more match, you probably die. So it's cool that oh, they just like the wrestler, dude, got on top of that. Randy the Ram, never forget. Holy shit. I was telling Tim, we need to add the wrestler to Rocky and review. Ram Jam, dude. Yeah. Ram Jam, dude. Um, can I come a... in as just a special guest on that? Sure, yeah. What a movie, Ram Jam. That's a great movie. I mean, right? You ever seen the wrestler wrestling? into Rocky Review? I feel like the rules are kind of out on that one. I feel like they can fit you in. You seen Thanks. it, Joe? No. Oh, Joey, Joe. what? You're a movie, bro. You never seen the wrestler? Joe, the wrestler, Ram Jam, Joe. No. Ram Jam, Joe. Joe, Ram Jam. <laughs> Ram Jam, Joe. <laughs> Joe, what if I told you it's like, it's 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 obviously the return of Mickey Rourke and then nothing really happened to him, right? Like this is like supposed to be the return of Mickey Rourke and then he just kind of, I think he. If we can take Iron... it aside, if we can pull an emergency break too, I remember when that was happening and I was like, awesome. When was the age of Mickey Rourke? Like when I don't, you know what I mean? Like when was he the biggest thing on earth? And I've gone back and looked and I just can't figure it out. I think it was like the '80s or some shit like that. I think it was but like what like what Mickey Rourke movie are we all like? Oh yeah. Oh, I don't even know. All I knew of it at the time was like, oh, this guy was something in Hollywood and eventually faded away. And now he became nothing. But Joe, Ram Jam Joe. Ram Jam. Ram Jam Joe. Hey, Ram can Jam. I get okay. one more Ram Jam right there? So, Joe, let's say it's... Mar <laughs> Joe, imagine this. It's Marissa Tomei is in it. And she's... Uh, is it um, like Aunt May Marissa Tomei or like my cousin Vinny Marissa Tomei? In between, because this is like... Uh, probably 10 years before Homecoming. Okay. Spider-Man Homecoming. Or what do you Civil mean by War? that? Yeah, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, you mean like you're trying to get how old she was? Yeah. Age yeah, range, okay. yeah. She's, this like, was she's two, career This is 2007. 2007, okay. Marissa yeah. Tomei. Um, and she's a, she's a, a dancer. She's a, a, an adult dancer. And maybe her and Randy Ram Jam get a little Ram Who Jam, Joe. Who is Randy Ram Jam? Is this I mean, he's a fake. He's a okay. fake character. Mickey Rourke used to be a a premier like WWE style WWF even probably at that era wrestler. And now he's just what, Greg? What is he now? An old broken down piece of meat. An I appreciate the way you said that to somebody who doesn't understand is even more complicated. Where you're like, he, who's Randy the Ram? You're like, he's a fake character. Mickey Rourke used to be a wrestler. <laughs> like, wait, Joey's like, wait, so Mickey Rourke used to be a wrestler? No, no, no. The entire no, thing Jam. we're talking about is fictional. Yeah, Ram Randy, Jam. Back to Mickey Rourke here. You look at this thing and like, what? Like, Love in the Hamptons, 1941, City in Fear, Act of Love, Fade to Black, Rape and Marriage, The Rideout Case, Heaven's Gate, Body Heat. I think I've heard of Body Heat. Hard Case, Diner, Eureka, Rumblefish, The Pope of Greenwich Village, Year of the Dragon, Nine and a Half Weeks, which I have heard of, but That's, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I couldn't pick the, out of it. The lineup. story writes I itself, I heard. I don't know what that's called. A Prayer for the Dying, Barfly, Homeboy, Francesco, Johnny Handsome, Wild Orchid, which I think I've heard of. Desperate Hours, Harley Davidson, The Marvel World Man, White Sands, The Last Out, and we're into the 90s now. So, like, when was the, when are we sitting there going, man, fucking Mickey Rourke was just killing it, left and right, banger well, after banger. Okay. I don't know that I've seen a single Mickey Rourke movie. Like, I think he was just a working actor, but I think, I think something happened Robert Downey Jr.-wise where, like, sure. drugs hit, and you thought mm -hmm. he was going to be out of the game forever. Am I making all this up right now? I don't know, Joe. Ram it's Jam. just that thing where it's like the, the like, I hear you and I understand that, and that's definitely how they sold it to us. And me being a, a younger person at the time was he like, was a boxer? I, I must have missed it. Yeah, I think that's right. I must have missed it, but like, it it isn't like his career stopped. All these movies he's got, maybe they weren't good, but were any of the other ones I said were good? Good. I don't know or that were on this list. Good. Ram Jam. Ram Jam. Iron Man and two, then Iron Joe. Man. Iron Man two. 
Oh. So don't worry about it. Like, he wanted his bird. He got his bird. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But anyway, Joe, it's it's like it's it's like a movie that I think is a must-watch type movie. It's it it'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. It's it's a guy trying to just have one more wrestling match, Joe. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now, and the longest section in his like personal life section is about dogs. <laughs> I don't know Good. why. Well, I mean, the biggest guy, problem with Mickey Rourke recently was that he called he talk shit about our boy Tom Cruise a hack. Oh, I saying he wasn't a real actor. It's like, no, it wasn't All right, a real... Mickey. Well, you've been it... in great movies like Tiger, Berlin, I Love You, Nightwalk, <laughs> Adverse, The Legion, Girl, Take Back. He said he's Man, irrelevant. Uh, he said Tom the Cruise is irrelevant. The motherfucker called Tom Cruise irrelevant. The the man single-handedly responsible for bringing back the box office, for bringing back the silver screen, Joe. That's right. This, the last he, movie star, some call him. The last movie star, Joe. Like how like look, hey, so I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of Scientology, but like come on, like I get it with this. <laughs> like if you can have these results, you can do whatever you want, Tom Cruise. You know, I watched Fallout over the weekend again. Holy shit. I, I always love when Andy is re-watching a Mission Impossible movie because he just starts tweeting about it a whole bunch. I'm like, oh, Andy's having a good time now. And it always motivates me, Andy. It, it's always like top of my mind. I'm like, I guess I'm watching Fallout again tonight. Dude, what a fucking movie, man. Somebody, somebody recently, uh, I think during that watch, it may have been Philip J. Woodward, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. But somebody tweeted me, like, the quote that I love the most from Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. But, Joey, by the way, watch uh, watch The Wrestler. Uh, they tweeted that. Should I watch me. The Wrestler first or should I watch Mission Impossible movies first? Oh, I'm, oh if you oh, haven't seen the Mission Impossible movies, what are you doing with your life? Uh, Joey, but, continue, yeah. continue protesting Mission Impossible because of what they did to the Justice League reshoots. Thank you. It was Phil Addison who said... Who, uh, Joe, imagine this. Alec Baldwin talking to somebody. Why well, I say Baldwin... Alec Baldwin is talking to a dude in the movie, and he's like, he goes, Sir, Hunt is the living manifestation of destiny, and he has made you his mission. It's the yeah, fucking yeah. coolest shit. It's a really good line. God damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Christopher, I was telling Chris Anka that Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise should be given the Presidential Medals of Freedom. Like, they, they just, you have free range to do whatever you want. Do man. whatever you want. I don't man. think that's what the Freedom Medal does. I don't think that's what oh, really? Presidential Freedom. I mean, it's, it, honestly, when you say it like you just I'll said it, I can see where that would be it. Where it's like, this is my get out of jail free card. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you can just drop that on a on an officer's desk and like you know what we gotta let him go. He's, <laughs> he's got right. He's got the presidential medal of freedom. He do what he wants yeah. with it. He jumps out of an airplane with, with an IMAX. You go to Patreon.com/slash kind of funny over on Patreon.com/slash kind of funny. You can write it to be part of the show. You can be watching live just like uh, Keith is, uh, One Eye Jack is, and Jake Step are. Uh, of course, if you're watching live, you can keep on talking to be part of the show like Madeline Stanley was. I want to get a Melissa Hagler question in too, but before all that. I need to tell you that on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you can get each and every episode of the kind of funny podcast without any ads, but you're not there. So here's a word from our sponsor. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two days more to save, pay bills, and generally feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com. 
chime.com slash KF games. That's chime.com slash KF games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank and a member's FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on the payer. Have you heard about the legendary underwear brand that's taken the podcast world by storm? Famous for their buttery soft undies and bralettes, Me Undies loves podcasts just as much as you do. It's like they're made for you and you're made for them. You're made for each other. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know I love my Me Undies because they're the most comfortable underwear I've ever had and because they have great patterns. As the king of Halloween, my candy corn pair never fails to make me smile. Everyone knows Me Undies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes but did you know they also make other stuff we're talking about durable cushy socks that will make your feet sing they even make hoodies for your dog so you can match every important person in your life available in sizes xs to 4xl and tons of colors and prints meonies has a great offer for my listeners any first time purchasers can get 20 percent off plus free shipping and returns to get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Melissa had written in when we were doing the WWE This Is Awesome talk and all that jazz and said, the real question is, how long did you have to keep this a secret, Greg? That's a great question, Melissa. Uh, of course, you know, we revealed uh, This Is Awesome on Monday of last week, and then Friday, uh, we, you know, Tim and I were in Nashville doing our thing. So it was a pretty quick turnaround there. Uh, I started talking to WWE about working with them in some capacity in 2018. In 2018, me and Jeremy Dunham and uh, Jen and Jeremy's wife went to the Survivor Series. And afterwards, because uh, Jeremy uh, works over at Psyonix and uh, Rocket League had sponsored a pay-per-view, we got to go backstage for the first time and like get walk around. Jen made her like. Yep. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent. This is when this is when Brock Lesnar called me a fucking idiot, and and Jen got on TV with the the oh my god face. <clears throat> uh, and so when we were back there, uh, the guy, uh, the producer I'm working with, stopped me and was like, "Hey." You know, I know you from up, up, down, down, and the stuff you've done there. That's been great. But, like, I would like to do something more official with you. You'd be interested. I was like, yeah, totally. And so throughout the years, <laughs> they've come to me with different ideas for shows and pilots and things like that that have never gone anywhere. And then This Is Awesome is the first one to actually get going and go somewhere and be official and actually doing something. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Is it the same dudes that we met and kind of hung out with, with uh, Austin? No? No, no. Those guys are the up, up, down, down guys and the, his WWE guys. Okay. Uh, the WWE obviously has like a gajillion producers and people working backstage. So it's like different divisions and different things. Uh, but these these are not them. Who are very good guys, the up, up, down, down guys, of course. But yeah. That's it, Melissa. A long, long time. A long time to get to here and have this happening. But it was fun. Tim, did you have a good time in Nashville? I had the best time. Oh, my God. It was so fun. Nashville, fantastic food, fantastic fun opportunities. We went to – so, Andy, there's this this strip called Broadway, right, on Nashville. It's similar to 6th Street in Austin, but it's it's more Nashville. So even more live music. Every single bar is blasting live music of some sort. And, like, it is just a wild-ass party. So you got to be in the mood, in the zone of wanting that type of party, which – me, Greg, Jen, Sounds Gia. like my type of jam. You know, we're a little on the, the, the we're getting older. And it was like, I don't know. We were we not want, in that groove. We want to be adjacent to that, but we don't necessarily want to be in that, right? But like a rainy street vibe. Like exactly. Something a little, a little, a little, a little more chill. So we did a lot of that stuff and it was great. But guess what happens after you get this combination of people at a more chill place for a couple hours? 
we get a couple of those fucking cocktails in us and all of a sudden we end up at a place called the wild beaver <laughs> that features not only a mechanical bull but karaoke both next to each other oh, and man, yeah. if i were gonna say a mechanical beaver and i got really no excited. god I, that that be awesome. Joe. i wish it was a goddamn beaver but yo shout out to the wild beaver because yes greg miller did sing karaoke and crushed it did he cut a promo on the karaoke mic yes of course he did did and he, he promote see- his wwe show this is awesome at this random bar yes he did if you want to see yeah it isn't on here kevin you can play it if you want just keep it a little quiet i guess but like this is me of course doing i'll be by edwin mccain my one of my go-to karaoke songs if it's not this it's king of wish for thinking i digress i got up there and yeah i cut a promo in the front that was like who's here for SummerSlam?" and the place went crazy and i'm like then you should watch my show this is awesome on peacock network and like you can see every like squinting like trying to it's like 2 30 in the morning trying to process whatever the fuck i'm saying and then andy i gave a walk into my song where i was like all right my my song is by a man who'll be playing at the grand old opry tomorrow edwin mccain <laughs> nobody has any fucking idea You're what i'm saying everything at this point well we went to the opry the next night i had a great fucking time there yeah, why is this guy show. just promoing everything <laughs> yeah i went up there and it's that thing where uh, kevin if you want to go back to you can just mute it and let it play this no, obviously you're crying shoulder it's you know it's a song that people when it pops up i don't think people go oh i know that but when you get cooking, that's when it gets cooking. And I was very happy to see the wild beaver come alive as we got deeper and deeper into Edward McCain's song. <laughs> Obviously, there's Tim and Gia front row. They're amazing. Of course, they're going to be one of there. But you can see no. other people over here dancing, and they're having a great time. And then out of the blue, you will see soon a woman walk by with her f- recording. Just record. I don't know who that woman is. I don't know why she was recording me. But it's happening. People are there. They're having fun. They're letting their hand. Now, it's one of those things. Was that woman a scout? from the david geffen records <laughs> maybe maybe and that's what's gonna happen maybe i'll be the next def jam superstar nobody knows I'll be next geffen <laughs> but i was up there i i tim you have to you'll have to tell me because i'm when i'm up there it's like any other greg miller performance i'm gonna black out and just and give it to y'all i got i mm-hmm. do remember I, I, at one point climbing onto that very rickety ledge mm-hmm. they had there and mm-hmm. i remember people rushing up and i was yes. like oh they are there to like touch my hand and they were like no they are there to get your body off of the the rickety bench correct mm-hmm. oh yeah they definitely came up to you there was a, a moment of panic from a lot of the people that worked at the 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 beef as we mm-hmm. called it mm-hmm. um who mm-hmm. saw greg and realized okay we're dealing with the force of nature that we haven't had at this establishment yet uh we don't know want to get in his way because we might get injured but you know we just got to see how this goes greg stands on this thing and i swear to god three people look like look at each other like who's gonna handle this like i I don't (laughs) want it to be me like what's going on and like i feel like none of them actually did anything about it they just kind of walked around you enough that you kind of got the idea but they they were like they weren't ready to stop you because they knew that the birth of a superstar like i know joey doesn't like how many times they've remade a star is born but like i feel like i was part of something special there greg (laughs) you were and a lot of people you know are going to be talking about that performance in Nashville for quite some time i think Mm mm-hmm I rode a mechanical bull for the first time. You did. That yeah. went about as well as you'd expect. <laughs> How'd you yeah, fare? I, I put together links for Kevin of B-roll today, and I was surprised to go to your Instagram, Jen's, and Gia and not find the videos because these videos exist. They do. They do. I'm bad about posting things, man. I'm real okay. bad. Okay. Um, but I Dwight do. I was never going to notice if you do that. That is true. That is very true. Um, I'm going to try to find this real quick because, yeah, I, I was very proud of Gia for getting on the, on the bull um hold on one sec 
Yeah, how because she like she's, she's very very yeah. small, and uh, she struggled oh, hard. She, struggle, she yeah. it, it was hard to get on that thing. You know, her little legs. Yeah, tiny Doll. little legs. And again, it was two in the morning, so we were sufficiently <laughs> <laughs> inebriated. You know, did she get tossed up there. But, but she, okay, she anyway. got up there. She got up there. You know, and then she did it, and it was it was great. But yeah, she gets tossed pretty pretty early who who la- who was the longest was it you on there the longest time or? um it was hard to tell i would say that me jen and gia all lasted about the same amount but i i definitely had the most style to it all right because yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. if you're an audio listener tim is on the bull and he took off his overshirt his like a uh, collar yeah. shirt is waving it above his head yeah. this throws it yeah. to my wife this really just seems like footage <laughs> where they're like so what the hell happened last night it's like I don't know. Uh, right we here, were working like, OK, well, we have footage. We have this footage. <laughs> you clearly weren't working. <laughs> yeah. What were you about to say, Kev? I just you've humped things the same way on camera for years. I remember a little Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got on that thing and I, I had a moment myself that I realized I was like, I'm, I'm grinding this 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 bull of the white wild beaver more than than anyone asked me to. You know, but there's no need. A lot of people. No, I, but he but, wanted to know. put on a show. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I and did. that was the thing. They all did the bull, and I'm like, that's not my scene. The stage is where I'm. I meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I went. And, and what? Well, see, and in my defense, Anaconda by Nicki Minaj was playing, so it's like it's not like I had the option to not grind the bull. What I appreciated about it was just the acceptance of where we were and what needed to happen. Because, mm-hmm. like, of course, we are San Francisco coastal elites. So, you know, we came to Nashville and we we were wearing our masks and we were the only people wearing masks. Nobody's wearing masks in this night. SummerSlam, nobody's wearing a mask. You're walking around the streets, the Broadway, nobody's wearing a mask, right? And so it had very much begun of the night of, like, you know what? Stay away from Broadway. Bunch of your people out there, they're crazy. This happening, blah, blah, blah. You know, let's all, st- let's do blah, blah, blah. Let's be home at a reasonable hour. We started as responsible people. And then as we walked by the beaver after a nice dinner full of a lot of wine, after going to a bar that was rec- a cocktail bar that was recommended by our waitress, then we're walking back and lovely conversations throughout. What a nice time catching up with Tim and Gia. You know what I mean? It's been so long since we actually hung out. It wasn't work related. Then we're walking by and just through the window, we saw the bull. We saw the mechanical bull and the beeve, and we all look, got down and we looked through it. And we're like, "That looks that looks like a lot of fun." Oh, that's awesome! Blah, blah. And then we walked and we heard the karaoke, and then we got to the corner, and it was you know the hand was up, like we were prepared. And if it was a walk sign, sliding doors moment. None of this happens. We cross the street and go. And but all there these was memories that, are just gone to the wind. We stopped and it was just like, "Do we want to do this? Do we want to like?" And it was that thing of like, you look in, it's like people are staying in their own pods. You know what I mean? It's close enough. We, we, we let's go in there. And again, we went in there and we accept the risk. We know it's 2022 and we're all trying our best out here and we're all taking every precaution we can and doing all these different things. Of course, Jen and I just had COVID. So I keep saying our white blood cells are through the roof right now on this, but I don't know if that's actually accurate with the new strains and yada, yada, yada. We go in there and do it. And again, I was for as many uh, the jokes I was just making uh, of nobody wearing masks, like inside the beeve, it was very much potted up. It wasn't like somebody screaming in your face. It was, there was room to breathe. I was like, all right, cool. This is comfortable enough for what we're doing. We're staying close. We're getting our PBRs. We're having a fine time. I go, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I was, they were like, okay, I come back. And Joey, this wasn't like, this wasn't a crazy bathroom break. I I went pee and I washed my hands and I was like, this is a fun time and I'm having a good time. I walk back out 
And I, as I come around, all three of them are putting down in plastic shot cups. Oh no! And I was like, "What? What?" And, and, and Jen just goes, "What do you mean, Gia, to do shots? Like you know that things are off the rails. She never does shots." And you might then say, "Oh well, man, I can't believe that they bought these shots, Joe." And no, someone walked by with a tray and offered them to them, and they just took them. And then there was a discussion of, no, it's no big deal. It was, you know, they must be doing a thing here. And yada, yada, yada. And I was like, are you sure? I don't know about that. And then later we, they saw the guy who gave them the shot, just dancing with other people drunk. He didn't work there. He just had a train of shots walking around giving to people. Yeah. Do I regret that? Yes. Yes. Was that a good move? No, not at all. But when the moment I was there, we're in the beef and what happens in the beef, hopefully doesn't stay with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was, uh, there was a lot of, uh, uh, pent-up party and in this party yeah because again it had been like when was the last time we all went somewhere well you know jen and i didn't bring ben because he was still testing positive so it was like we were we were on our own for the first time in forever like we went out and had a great time in nashville the next night we went to the grand old opry i should have i show i got you images there if you want to put that up from there that was a, an amazing time of course for me as a country music fan to go there finally get to see the opry in person finally be there because last time i went cool to nashville venue. Yeah, I went to Nashville in uh, 2015, and I only got made it out to the Bluebird with the time I had, so I didn't have uh, uh, enough time to go get it. Yeah, so it, while I was – I tweeted before I was going to the Opry, uh, my video of me singing uh, Edwin McCain, I'll be – and then when I was there, I tweeted uh, the st- one of the photos you saw, and then I do want to double back, Kevin, in a second. But they noticed my photos and came in during intermission like, are you Greg? And I was like, yeah, and she was wearing a mask, and she gave me a signed poster from Edwin McCain. I was like, that's awesome. That's Is rad. this before or after you and Jen – uh drunkenly left me some messages on twitter this is friday so this is after the fact where jen and i drunken messaged you kevin real quick click on that little arrow though and show the inside of the venue because of i just thought the opry was really dang cool i was just like you know again for a country music fan like me i, I really love it tim what about you you don't like country music i mean yeah i'm not a country music person at all i appreciate it. i especially appreciate the live element of it and like how much all the instrumentation is like actual performers they're doing it all and they're going crazy on the solos no matter what instrument it is like i was introduced to a whole bunch of instruments that i've never even seen before that was very impressed with the steel guitar yes Mm -hmm. very impressed very impressed uh but the whole thing was pretty pretty rad uh but it was like bill it was like a variety act thing i was very impressed with the production because this is for people that don't know myself included up until a week ago the grand Ole opry is like this iconic country music place in nashville people come it is a weekly radio show that they do and it's like broadcast on tv and radio and they have a bunch of different acts come up some of them are like iconic old people and some of them are like more new up-and-comers and then sometimes they'll have like a bit more main event the main event was the guy that Greg sang the karaoke song of. And I'm having a great time the whole whole way through. It was super great. But then when this guy comes up, all of a sudden he starts singing all these songs. I'm like, damn, he's really good. Like, he, he got this shit down. And he does this song. And next thing you know, I'm bawling my damn eyes out. I'm like, I'm crying <laughs> from a country song. I never would have thought it would happen. Well, Edwin yeah, no, McCain he, is in country, to be clear. He doesn't fall into the country category. What well, is he? I mean, what, I don't know. You know, I'll be. That was a pop. That was a pop song, right? Like, yeah, I've never pop. ever like. I hear that song. I've never thought that this is a country artist. I mean, because again, to be clear, Grand Ole Opry is about music, right? So yeah, it's country based. But they like, and I know that a lot of people want to talk shit, probably. But there was co- country there. There was bluegrass there. There was comedy there. And then yeah, Edwin yeah, McCain, which I would it never in a million years thought he would have been there, but he is. But I don't know. And maybe he's been doing more country lately, and I'm just not aware of that because he killed it. He was great. He but killed it, man. Yeah. yeah okay. Make sure right. yeah. he just bawled his eyes out. It's amazing. I, I guess country <laughs> didn't make me ball my ass out, but Edwin <laughs> McCain did. 
I mean, if you want, I mean, I don't want to take it away from you, right? So if we're going to say country made you, I'll, let's do it. I'll take Edwin it. Edwin McCain. Shirt. Just let Edwin McCain have it. You I'll know what I mean? He did it for you. <laughs> no, and, and so anyways, back to your question, Andy. No, I, the drunk text messages were after the beef. When you were getting those from us when we were in the hotel room. And again, to my point earlier, because here's, here's how ridiculous this is. Kevin, I'm going to just slack you one, okay? I'm going to send it over here. I'm going to look at Kev, Kev. I'm going to click on it. I'm gonna go, Kevin, here you go. I send Andy another dynamite voice memo. The world laughs. They all have a great time with it, right? But then I want to follow up with Andy. Because Jen did one where she talked into the phone where she had it, it transcribed and said, Andy, this is Jen. Listen, I don't have my phone and I'm speech to texting this message. So bless Siri for figuring it out. We ordered food and I don't know where it is, but I want to know, I want you to know that you're very great and James Hetfield from Metallica should be large. And then Jen, then Jen responds again. That last part was from Greg. I don't know what it means. And so then I want to explain myself. And what do I have to do, Kevin? I have to cl- I have to send a, a voice memo response. They don't let that. So I just Video. recorded the ceiling mm-hmm. and then just talked into it, Kevin. We can play that. That's what I slacked you. And the funniest part is Jen in the background. Andy, I don't know why you can't respond to a... Andy! I don't know why you can't respond to a <laughs> tweet message. You can't, you can't do a Twitter... You can't do a Twitter response with a voice memo. I'm nudie. I'm, you can't do a Twitter response with a thing. What I'm, I'm saying nudie. is that, audio-wise, James Hetfield from Metallica should be called Lars, and Lars should be called James, because James is way more Lars than Lars. You know what I'm trying to fucking say. You understand, right? Andy, I, I do. don't know why. Yeah, you can't like, uh, like to you mean a, just on appearance? Yeah, I don't know why James Hetfield looks a like a long tweet okay. message. You can't, I, okay. you can't do a Twitter. You can't do a Twitter. <laughs> Jen in the background is. And, uh, <laughs> Jen, Jen, but I'm nudie. Like, you know what I mean? As if I, you know, I, again, and that's what you make me look like to my wife, Twitter. You know what I mean? I'm trying to send a nice little voice memo to Andy, but I got to make a video of it. Then there's always a chance that something's going to go on and something's going to go wrong. Now, uh, Kevin, I just sent you another uh, tweet to put up because everybody knows, ladies and gentlemen, kind of funny, best community in the world. You're all fantastic. You're all great. But this Carson guy made us laugh really hard with this response. Uh, he sent this uh, after, you know, again, you can't respond with voicemail. He sent it's his own. the same reason that, uh, like, when dogs are, like, not puppies, but they're just getting out of puppies, like, they all look like Cody. And then when they get to like their awkward teenage years, they all become Duncan. Okay, that's just that's just how it is. And what Carson? It's a great parody of me. And what I love about it is that he brought his hand in, like I did, like yeah. when, when I'm when I was talking to Andy in the bed, and I, I his hand comes in. That's just fucking brilliant. Right that's great. That's that great was name. really good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I yeah. didn't understand what he meant, but I kind of understood what he. But meant. you understand based on the voice memos I've sent you before. Mm-hmm. You understand yeah. the energy that was there for you, right? Yeah. Tim, when I got- you put the first one up, I messaged I think Phil J. Woodward. I was like, "Man, can't wait to see what you do with this one in the next booklet we put out next year." In volume two, <laughs> volume. Yeah, I guess. Do we need to hear volume one or no? I guess you go check out the tweet. You'll find it yourself. You'll go see it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tim, I got questions. Uh, believe it or not uh mm-hmm. for us uh from the community about our nashville trip we've kind of answered them but let's see if there's anything in here mm-hmm. to get out okay delaney 20 mm-hmm. writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny just like you can it says tim how was SummerSlam? how did it feel seeing greg in his element how was the food and what was the hypest moment 
So, so much to say there. I will say the biggest surprise of the food. Food was exactly what you'd expect it to be, which was very, very good. The best food of Nashville, Tennessee, a sushi spot we went to. And I was like, what? Didn't see that coming, but it was the truth. Um, 210 Jack, if you're wondering. It's an Izakaya restaurant. Yeah, that uh, one of our friends, chef friends, uh, runs. And it was fantastic. It was very damn good. Um, seeing Greg and his element, I already, I, I talked about that at the top, but I can't talk about it enough. I was so fucking impressed with him. And like, the one thing I want to say is, can, can we talk about who you talked to at the, the very end of the night? Like, when oh, we I leave think it? so. Yeah, sure. This is obviously behind right. the curtain on a million different things. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, so, that was mean, like the moment were, of the night. That was not the one of the moments of the of whole. Exactly. Like I got to be there for, I, I legitimately, and again, I've seen Greg have so many fucking moments. I was there for what I do think is the best moment of Greg's life in terms of the professional career shit, where we'd been meeting people all day. We were backstage in a way that like when I peed during WWE SummerSlam, like before it started, like when we were just hanging out, cause we were there for like 10 hours. Like we were there for like seven hours before the show even started. And me and Greg were just hanging out backstage. Anytime I went to the bathroom, it was in the locker room of the Tennessee Titans <laughs> where all the wrestlers were like, it was like, that's how backstage we were. And we were meeting uh, wrestlers left and right. I did not get to meet Pat McAfee. That is my one regret oh, uh, this entire thing. Uh, but met so many other people, including uh, Greg and I being able to, to talk to a, a nice man, me being able to say, hi, I'm Tim, him saying, hi, I'm Mark. And that being the undertaker. Uh, but uh, it all <laughs> was worth it after every story you heard today on the podcast all of the back and forths Greg's had all of the beef that he's been setting up we go backstage after the main event which was fucking insane if you guys haven't seen it Joey and Andy it ended with Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar brought out a tractor for his entrance and he literally like uh toppled the entire ring with the with the tractor it was fucking insane blah 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 Paul Heyman part of this whole thing like I said earlier show ends Oh, it was it was amazing. We go backstage uh, again after the show just to kind of wrap up, say bye to our homie that like hooked us up with everything. And who do we run into? Paul freaking Heyman. And now I see him, me, Gia, Jen, Greg. We all see him. The three of us kind of fall back and we just let Greg go. And what happens, Greg? I mean, like, so, yeah, like, obviously, like, you know, it's funny, you know, wrestling is all about angles and screwing around and having fun with this stuff. And so, like, the mere fact that Paul responded to my tweet, right, was, like, him putting me over and promoting the show. It was just amazing, right? Because if he was actually – so many people are like, oh, man, is Paul actually mad at Greg or blah, blah, It's like – and there was plenty of people like, no, you idiots, this is a work. This is definitely yeah. – like, <laughs> if you're mad at somebody, you don't quote tweet it driving attention to the show, right? Yeah. And so – and again, Paul's, you know, if you're a student of Kind of Funny, you've been around a long time, right? Like. Paul's followed me forever. And if you remember, like I was thinking, I, think, I want to say it's like January 8th, 2015, like out of the blue before we had any kind of relationship with him. And we don't have like a close relationship with him before we had any relationship other than me being a huge fucking fan and like thinking, you, you know, like idolizing him for creating ECW and do, giving me all these childhood memories and then being awesome in WWE January 8th, 2015 out of the blue, he tweeted, we're only a few days into the new year, and I hear that Greg Miller and Kind of Funny have upset the video game war. Like talking about us launching Kind of Funny, us leaving IGN and doing this whole thing. And I remember sitting there, like, "What the fuck?" You know what I mean? Like, how does he even know this happened? Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. blah. So again, like I talking shit and asking for his, you know, why it's twenty five hours and he hasn't done anything. I 
I was hoping Paul would be like, oh, I, okay, I'm going to fuck around with him. And I'm definitely going to tear him a new one and yada, yada, yada. And he did all that and it was great. And then I run with it since then and we've gone back and forth with it. But yeah, when I saw him backstage afterwards, right, it was that uh, Roman and him came out of the locker room and they were getting on a golf cart to be whisked away probably to their car and get out of there or whatever. And I was with the uh, you know uh, uh, Jen, uh, Tim and Gia. And I literally turned to Jen. I'm like, I got to go. This is my shot. Because obviously I'd been looking for him all day. I wanted to say something to him and just like thank him for, you know, playing along, let alone thank him for being Paul Hammond and being so instrumental in my life. And I was like, I got to go. This is my shot. And so I walked over. And like, again, they're they're trying to go somewhere else and get there. And as I got on approach, he made eye contact and started smiling. And I got over there and I put out my hand and I go, Paul, my name's Greg Miller. And he just goes, I know who you are. <laughs> and I was like, Number, I just, I'm like, I wanted to thank, I, I just wanted to say, I've, I, you know, I've idolized you forever. Uh, and I wanted to thank you, obviously, for helping out with the show. And he just goes, if you're going to toss me a lob, I'm going to go. And I'm like, I know, man, I know. <laughs> and at this point, like, they were already, everybody else, I'm like, get on the golf cart, I'll talk to you later. And it was just, we, I hugged him and that was it. And That's I turned around, awesome. I turned around and it's one of those things where, like, I had an ear to ear grin. Like, I, and I, it was one of those moments where, like, you can feel yourself. Uh, exploding with light kind of thing and like i walked over and tim saw it and tim like saw it immediately and he he, he was trying to communicate it to the girls because yeah. obviously like you know oh my it's, God. it's so hard to like if you're not a wrestling person to understand why this guy is so special to me and not the dozens of other wrestlers we've met who are also special obviously and yada 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 and like again we this has been a fun rick Rollin podcast and everything else but like like SummerSlam saturday is like a top three if not two days of my life you know what i mean of being backstage crushing everything like then you know the night before we had gone out for drinks right or yeah the night before we went out for drinks with sancho west and, we, and eric castro friend of the show follow the leader got us reservations at this amazing speakeasy called attaboy and it was that thing where when we were there tim and sancho were like so like, what do you want to happen? And I was like, if ever this is what I want tomorrow, and everything went exactly the way I wanted it to, if not better. And like, we didn't even talk about the backstage thing or the um, pre-show, which I would encourage you if you don't mind to go watch and leave a comment saying Greg's great because it was like, you know, we open and Booker T immediately makes fun of me in a good in a good way, right? And I leaned into it and we had a whole thing and I was great talking about the show, yada yada yada. There, Kevin's playing it great and like it's it's more spread out, but go watch this thing and like you know, in between they cut to footage and I like fist bump Booker and we're on the same. It was like, and like this ends and like again, like I can't tell you guys what Jerry the King Lawler means to me, like right because. Growing up watching wrestling, watching Monday Night Raw in my room every night, you know, my dad would come up and he thought Jerry the King Lawler, and he's still, I mean, my dad's alive, but he doesn't watch wrestling. He thought Jerry the King Lawler was just the funniest dude in the world. So I love the King, period, let alone the fact that, you know, he's gone through. And I remember when, you know, King had his heart attack live on Raw. Like, I remember, you know, we didn't have cable at the time. And I remember like panic. This is, this is, you know, in San Francisco panicking and like trying to find a stream of it somewhere to legally watch and try to figure out what was going on i remember crying at the tv when this happened i wrote like a letter to him and stuff like that like like this is fucking like you know so that to be there and have the king make fun of me because it's, it's just very little but like you know if the king make fun of me and like me lean into it in the right way and then like you know argue with him about why logan paul was going to win versus the mid and like as soon as it ended like you know i shook hands with everybody at the table I leaned over and I got Booker and I was like, King, I'm coming around. I came over and I shook his hand. I'm just like, it was an honor. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, again, these are my moments. Cause like, 
you don't take any of the shit for granted. Like maybe this never happens again. Maybe I do, you know, a few more episodes of this is awesome. The season ends, it's eight episodes, right? And like, I don't work with WWE again on anything. I'm never backstage like this again. I'm never on the same level as them. And so I, I tried in that moment to do that. I, it was hard, obviously, because, you know, there's this balance to it where we're backstage and like, you know, we're eating and catering. We're in crafty. So it's like we're sitting there and like the king's over there eating. And it's one of those where like, uh, like I, I, there's the, I don't want to intrude on anybody's space, their headspace. The king's also, you know, literally no pun intended holding court. Like everybody wants to come talk to the king. So he's got yeah, Booker was sitting with him for a long time and they were shooting the shit. And then other wrestlers were coming on. And it's just like, I don't know if this is the appropriate time. <laughs> Hi, King. I'm a huge fan. And I'm also working with you. Like, I'd rather let the work speak for itself. I'd rather get out there and like, I can't say it right there, but I'd rather get out there and like, you know, be good about it and then have them know me a little bit from that. Cause there's this great moment too. Um, after I do pre-show, uh, they bring me back in the golf cart because it was offsite, right? They bring me back in the golf cart. They, uh, I, I was ran. They, I was like, I need to change. Where can I put my store my suit? And like, oh well, like the locker room's got a million lockers. Just go change in the locker room and t- take a locker next to anybody. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so like, I'd already been through the locker room. Corey Graves remembered me from something we had filmed uh, during pandemic that never went anywhere. I talked to him a little bit. And yada, yada. Everybody was great to us. Nobody made it feel like you know you don't belong there or whatever. But when I came back in and I was trying to find my a locker or whatever, Jimmy Hart was there, the mouth of the South. You know, this like you know uh, classic uh, manager and ring announcer, or not ring announcer, but manager. And so like. When we came back in, the producer was running us around. I was like, oh, yeah. And, and Jimmy, have you ever met Greg? He's like, I don't think so. I don't think so. And he's a very Southern. I can't do it. And I'm like, I shook his hand. I'm like, actually, Jimmy, you came through a show I used to do called Up at Noon at IGN. You and Hulk came through. And you guys were just the best. You were so down to do everything. And blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, thank you, man. That means so much. I just saw you on the TV. You were great. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, are you fucking kidding me? And it's just like, cheesy, crazy. Like, like to have that stuff and have those moments. And ha- like, I'd rather that be the first impression of Greg Miller than me meet you, mark out, and then try to work with you. And you'd be like, well, he's just a fan or is he? Like it, everything I tried, I tried to have, let the professionalism be the first step. So, you know, again, the fact that Paul would acknowledge me or do that or whatever and give me the hug or whatever. I, when I when I turned around, like I, I'm telling you, man, it was just ear to ear smiles and like, I, we walked back out to the ring that they were already tearing down and I was like gliding on air. And I we that continued the entire walk back to the hotel as we were talking about it. And I was ranting about all the things I want to do and yada, yada. And so like to be totally selfish and get back to the end here, at the end of this very long podcast, it's been nothing but navel gazing. Again, it was amazing. And again, I want to do more. And I do want to manage somebody. I do want to argue with Paul on Twitter. I do want to do that stuff. So like for real, if you would ever, if I can ever call in a little favors, not you know patreon money or twitch subscription or anything like when i tweet this stuff out if you could interact in good ways with it right where it is like when i tweet about this is awesome use the hashtag tag wwe say you're watching it when we're doing stuff retweet it you know like when i'm on a bump or whatever the bump or whatever to do that if you see me arguing with paul engage in the fun way of like you know you know you know greg's right or even i'm wrong that's the other thing too like obviously like this is, you know, this really fun, awesome thing to play around in the sandbox right now. When I'm talking shit about Liv Morgan, I fucking love Liv Morgan. That she's awesome, you know what I mean? But I'm clearly trying to be the heel here. So you can yell at me and tell me I'm wrong or whatever, but like engaging in that part, having the fun and the, you know, what wrestling is and what WWE is, like I'm having a fu- such a fun time getting to play in this sandbox for as limited as it probably ever will be. You know what I mean? Will you ever see Roman Reigns toss me over the barricade and Paul Heyman stomp me? 
Probably not. But, <laughs> but who's to say how far this was going? Because I'll tell you, man, like when we were at up at noon and I was, or not even when I was, you know, at IGN after up at noon doing a let's play with sting of uh undertaker versus sting where i hadn't played the that, that year's wwe and i lost like i definitely wasn't thinking well i bet it one day i'll be fucking on wwe pay-per-views like and that's the other thing it was like all of it's so real that's what's crazy about it is like i i it's you know you, i know you're kind of funny best friends i know you followed this for so long me and the career and everything else but like so many times we have done something with someone and you understand that it's real, but it's less than, and I don't mean what we do. I mean, when we partner with somebody, a great example would be, and this is forever ago, a lifetime ago, 2015, when I did the pre-show for lip sync battle with Elliot Morgan, that was, that was, you know, that my first time doing something involved with TV, I wasn't expecting red carpet treatment by any stretch of the imagination, but legit, legitimately, the pre-show that they were trying to make a big deal and build a YouTube channel around had like, we shared a hall closet with like some camera equipment. Like it wouldn't, nobody gave a shit about that show when we were doing season one. I don't know how it ever went anywhere else, yada, yada, yada. But it was this thing that was a complete afterthought. You know what I mean? Like season one, we did not get to interview the big celebrities. We interviewed the more attainable people who were there to do something else. And it was like totally fine. And it was great. And I loved working with other, and I loved doing it. It was a great experience. And I was in New York for a couple of days and yada, yada, yada. But it's that kind of thing of like, Hey, you're doing a WWE show for Peacock. Oh, okay. Like my first thought originally was like, it's going to be internet content. It's going to be these five minute clip shows, right? Because we never even talked about it on this show, but I hope you've watched it. This is awesome is the idea that, you know, there's a theme every week or every episode. Again, it's eight episodes. Every episode, I introduce it. I'm your narrative backbone. But then we, you know, go cut to WWE superstars. We cut to celebrities talking about why this match, this moment, this entrance, this video game matters to them why it's something awesome why it's something special it's a show meant to drive home our personal stories with professional wrestling and wwe but our nostalgia of it and then also act as hey you've never you just watched SummerSlam uh with your spouse you're really interested in it and you want to catch up or you're a brand new fan and you know you've just come in because you like the miz you saw a reality show and now you don't know anything here's a way to get on board and see some of the best moments and yada 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 it seems like a the matches that made us yeah, 100%, kind of right? And it was that idea when I'll, they... I'll see what if it's like that when I watch it. <laughs> I think <laughs> I will, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Oh, I know you will. Give me your peacock so I can watch it too. We've had a lot of... <laughs> uh, I have to use your Hulu. <laughs> but it was that idea that like when they pitched that and they did it, and I've never worked with WWE on something real, right? And I, well, I mean, I did esports challenges and stuff, right? And even that's like its own very specific thing, whatever. I was very much like, cool, I'm going to do the show. And, you know... I will do my best to promote it and try to get it out there. But I know I'm doing digital content. I know I'm not doing something on USA or whatever. And so the gra when they sent me the first cut of it, which I did watch all the way, uh, which I did watch all the way through Madeline Stanley. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was like, I was like Slackjaw. I texted Tim as soon as it was over. I was like, dude, this is like a real thing. This is a real, like for, uh, what the cut I had was like 45 minutes. And I'm like, it's awesome. Like the interviews are great. The, the B-roll is great. The way they're like, it's a documentary about whatever, the, about SummerSlam, which is episode one. And so I was like, oh my God, like this is a real thing. And then to see the promos and then have them launch the promos. And then, you know, uh, some a great example. Like, well, I mean, in fact, the fact that you want to come to SummerSlam and promote it, I was like, yeah. And like they made, you know, WWE is tweeting about me. Then when the show got announced, it was, 
hashtag this is awesome hosted by at game over greggy is our noosh and it's like it wasn't you know just peacock or just wwe network twitter accounts it's the official wwe account leading in on it the fact that you know the people at the bump and wwe are so stoked that i'm so into it and doing so much the fact that they had the wwe photographer take promo promotional photos of me and tim and us hanging out back there right but when i went to do my casual shoot in my austin shirt i had to wait for the miz to finish up like you know what i mean like like it's legitimately a thing in the promos and like you know there was a great tweet that i didn't see till late uh, afterwards right but and so many of you have been so fantastic about it because thank you i'm getting teared up now of like you know i understand the reason kind of funny works and my career's worked of course is like you know our wins are your wins and even if you don't care about wrestling you know how much this means to me and how cool achievement this is and yada 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 like there was one um that was tweeted me and it was like i'm in the bar right now and like SummerSlam just finished and that then it immediately plays this is awesome like this is awesome is playing right now is the post show for SummerSlam, and it was like wow you know what i mean i'm like it's a legit thing and so like back to where we we're starting I'm like i don't know where this goes i don't know what it is but it's like it could it could get crazy and it could be something and, and if it never gets anything else if tomorrow they call them like the show's canceled they're like you you were too candid on your podcast talking about it right <laughs> i get it and that was the other thing too i, I think it's been interesting right of like how great wwe's been to work with on this like you know what i mean like i did an interview with comicbook.com uh, about the show and i mean granted i'm i'm greg and i've been doing this for years but there was no media training about it there was no like don't ever say this or don't ever say that like comic book asked me about vince they asked me about aew i talked about both like like they hired me because of me and they hired me because of you and they hired me because of uh the audience i have and the way i talk to you and the way you interact with us and like it's it's been a lot it has been a lot these past few days and it's been like a lot of awesome no pun intended like it's just been hard to wrap my head around because you know i feel like it's rare that there are these big of moments in a career like obviously like you know uh, you I, kind of funny launching game awards up at noon sure all these different things but when you do something like oh i think this is going to be a clip show and then it's not and then even at the announcement of it in the trailer the way like you know do you think on my desktop i don't have saved right now the uh recording of us announcing it live on twitch and the chat going from bullshit bullshit and then like wait what is this wait is this real wait and then i'm like when we finish i'm like this is a real show i have a wd show the way you guys explode for like five minutes freaking out about it the way when we announced it our peers and industry people were so responsive and so so happy for me you know what i mean like and i'm talking about obviously other hosts like andrew or whatever but then you know pr people like tinsley and like stuff like i just didn't expect i didn't think it would be a thing where everybody like holy shit what a win like this is so great for you this is so designed for you like it's awesome and it's epic and i have not wrapped my head around any of it and i don't know where we're going with it and i'm having a great time thank greg you is, greg is what also you... the first person in wwe history to say covid on on air and not only did he do that he said that xavier woods was the cause of it so <laughs> <laughs> and on that note this has been another episode of the kind of funny podcast <laughs> if you didn't know ladies and gentlemen each and every week four sometimes five best friends gather on this table each coming to hang out and talk about their lives if you like that you can be part of our lives on patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can write in with your topics your questions your concerns you can watch live you can get the show ad free you can get the post show we're about to do 
Of course, that's all available on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And we can't thank you enough for being part of this ride. But if you have no bucks to toss our way right now, it's no big deal. You can support us by using the Epic Creator Code kind of funny whenever you're buying something on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite V-Bucks, you name it. If it takes the Epic Creator Code, use kind of funny. Of course, if that ain't your jam and you just want to watch the content, youtube.com slash kind of funny, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe each and every week we have a post show to do right now ladies and gentlemen this is awesome episode two posts on friday andy watch episode one before then mm-hmm. but until next time <laughs> it's been our pleasure to serve you